Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, David Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. your host, Don Q. It is Monday, May 8th, 2023. How's everybody doing out there today? Ready to get fired up? It's Monday. Let's let the music play. Let's go. cameras outside. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the Amazon drivers. They're doing like a package swap there. Got a couple vans. Either that or they found me. Oh well. I'm recording so uh, if shit's about to go down you guys are going to have a show. (laughs) Yeah. Alright. How is everybody doing out there today on this fantabulous Monday? I am tired. I had a very, very long day at work. I wanted to bring this show to you yesterday because I knew I was going to have a long day at work, but I was tired yesterday. I'm just tired. I'm a tired man. But I'm here today. We're going to knock this show out real quick, and uh, I'm going to put a lid on the day because, like I said, I'm tired. I got me a Sprite and whiskey. Very good. Chris says I'm becoming addicted to it. It's a simple drink, and I like it, so it's all that matters. All right, let's get down to business. All right, let's not forget about our other sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at christianlawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout. It's uh, it's May 8th, so obviously, you guys, you've missed the boat on Mother's Day, but but ladies out there, you, Father's Day is right around the corner, I know. Yeah. Might not be your father. You might call him daddy. I don't know. But nonetheless, um, Father's Day, right? ChristianLawson.com, promo code DTOM. 
And uh, if you guys are on social media, check us out at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and and the uh, Ticker Talker. And if you're on the Twitter machine, we're at DTOM underscore 1775. And uh, if you're not on social media, I don't blame you. Check us out at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. That's our website. From there, you can subscribe. From any of those things that I just mentioned, you can follow the show. You can message the show. You can send emails. You can do whatever you need to do. If you have any complaints, questions, concerns, story ideas from your neck of the woods, send them this way. We'll review them and probably won't cover them, but nonetheless, send them this way. And then, uh, obviously, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, please follow the show. doesn't cost you anything. I'm not going to Patreon you. I'm not going to charge you. Uh, although this is premium content, and I could be charging you, I'm not. What I need you guys to do is share this show and then help me become the world-famous podcaster that I deserve to be. Right? Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> All right, guys. No, but seriously, follow the show. Whatever podcast app you're listening to, on, we're, we're everywhere. The only app we're not on is Pandora for whatever reason. So what we say here is fuck Pandora. We don't care. We're Spotify, iHeart, Apple, Google, Stitcher. Um, I don't know if I said Spotify, uh, Podbeam, uh, Samsung Free, uh, TuneIn, Alexa, Amazon. I don't even know. We're everywhere. Like I said, the only app we're not on is Podbeam. Share this with your friends. If they don't have... The app, they have a Google phone, they have an Apple phone, they have the app. That's good enough. Follow the show. All right. I have a cornucopia of crap here to talk about today, so we're not going to really be stuck on one subject. So, here we go. We're going to talk about a bunch of shit. And obviously, we have to talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, You know, mass shootings, because we're all going to die. And I'm going to give you my take on that whole situation in Texas on uh, from Saturday. But first off and foremost, here is a clip from uh, a show, right? I, for the life of me, I can't think of the dude's name, but it's off of Fox. Varney, Varney and Company. Stu Varney, I think is his name. And uh, I'm going to let them talk here. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. I've only just seen this. Biden is working with environmentalists to limit hunting and fishing in multiple states. I think you're on the Agriculture Committee, and I think you're on the Forestry Committee. What's this all about? I'm on both, and I hunt and fish all the time. (laughs) It's good therapy for my new job. So this is how crazy this administration, and of course, it isn't going to be through a law. They're going to do that through an executive order or a ruling. So if you can't do it the old-fashioned way, just try to ram it through. So I hope that's another crazy idea that gets put onto the ash heap, but they are enterprisers. If they can't get it done, you know, legislatively, they'll That's try it. that. That's it. Yeah, it's, which it's is the, sad. It's the administrative state. You can't it, it, get it a is. law passed because you haven't got the politics right, so you get your bureaucracy to issue an order. That doesn't work sad. for me. No, and that's, that's a, that is an end around of democracy, which they always talk about. Uh, if you can't do it the old-fashioned way, don't do it at all. Don't force it through the administrative branch. So the interesting thing here is this, is I kind of I like that 
you know, what, whatever, I don't like what he's doing, obviously, but if this is what he's going to do, if he knows he can't get it through Congress, um, so it's not going to become law, right? He wants to do an executive order. Well, I've explained to you guys time and time again, that's fine. Do an executive order. Because, as I've told you guys before, <laughs> executive order is not law. Mandates are not law. Which means your state constitution can supersede an executive order. Contrary to popular opinion. And we learned this during COVID. Okay? And the reason I say that is you recall during COVID, mask mandates. Oh, we got to have masks. We got to wear masks. We got to mask up, you know, save lives. Right? Well, if you lived in a state that the governor, like in Florida, was like, fuck that shit. If you want to wear a mask, wear a mask, but you don't have to. Then the only thing Biden could do was say in federal buildings, so post office, courthouses, whatever. That's the only leg he had to stand on. But as far as state-run situations or the state itself, you can't pass an executive order in a state for a state. Okay? And the reason I – that's why I say if that's what he wants to do, then fine, so be it. It's only going to affect the states that choose to follow the mandate. Okay, so your blue states are going to be like, oh, yeah, we can't do this. We've got to limit our, our whatever for hunting and fishing, our, man, you know, our limits or whatever the case may be. So if you live in any of these states that are talking about doing that, and the funny thing about that is you have states that are bluer than fucking Papa Smurf that are going to pass this law. And the thing is, is Biden can mandate, you know, pass this executive order on this, and then a state like Washington, for example, or Oregon, might enact this as law, or you know maybe not, but they very well could enact this as law. And you're thinking, okay, well, whatever, who cares? You know, I live in Texas, I live in Florida, I live wherever, and that's great. The problem is, is there's a lot of people in Washington State and Oregon and parts of California, Northern California, that hunt and fish, right? You might not have voted for those governors or those particular politicians in those states, but it's going to affect you. Now, in the state of Florida, they just passed a right to fish and hunt. So, you'll, like I said, you're going to have, you have 50 states. Biden's going to come out and say, we got to limit hunting, we got to limit fishing, we got to limit whatever. We got to limit whatever guns are used during these activities. Down to a certain caliber, a certain, you know, he's going to limit this stuff. But mind you, if you live in a state like Florida, Georgia, Texas, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, where hunting is prevalent, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, you know, out west, some of the states, North, South Dakota, Montana, you're probably going to be good. I mean, Montana, I mean, Montana, you're probably be good. Minnesota could be a question mark because these, a lot of these states, that are blue are blue because of their metropolitan areas. But the people that hunt and fish and do manly things might not feel that way. Unfortunately, they're going to be affected by these rules. In response to Florida's House representative taking steps to protect the rights of anglers and hunters across the state, International Order of uh, Teddy Roosevelt and the Re Roosevelt uh, Action Executive Director Luke Hagelman 
issued a following statement on HB 1157, which amends Florida Constitution to protect the rights to fish and hunt. I'm not going to read the whole bill because it's kind of self-explanatory. So people can say whatever they want about DeSantis. Is he establishment? Is he an establishment? I really don't know. I really don't know. I'll say this about that. The last four years that we've been dealing with the bullshit that we've been dealing with around this country, around the world, we haven't had it so bad in this state. If he was establishment like he's being played out to be, I don't know that COVID would have gone so smoothly in this state. Um, you can't help who supports you. Uh, he hasn't even announced that he's running yet. I mean, I'm sure he will be now that they pass that law in Florida. But whatever. Just just wait and see before we criticize the man. All right. Next up. So I have a story about a gentleman named Doug Brignoli. Okay? Now, you probably more than likely don't know who Doug Brignoli is. And, and I, I'm not blaming you if you don't because I didn't. So he, he was a bodybuilder. Okay, he's an older gentleman, and um, he was a believer in the COVID vaccine. He offered his life as a test case. He says, if I die, you were right. Sadly, we were right. Doug died a week after he was vaccinated, and we ordered Doug's death report from the L.A. coroner. He died face down in his house. His house cleaner found him the day after Oddly enough, they ran a COVID test on him, and it was positive, so they labeled it a COVID death. Doug got vaccinated with his girlfriend a week before he died. She refused to talk about it publicly, as is commonly the case. He got the COVID after the jab. But COVID doesn't kill people like that. So Doug died from the jab. He gave his life to send a message to stop the jab. It is too bad that his family didn't do a proper autopsy to show the world uh, the histopathology studies that would have made it obvious uh, to everyone. Doug developed a set of exercises known as the Big 20. I mean, this dude's like 60-something years old. What was he, 60? I think it said 61. I don't know if it... I, I could have sworn. Oh, 63, yeah. And, and the dude's fit as fuck. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a 10-pack... I mean, he's cut. Um, he, he had tweeted out, this was on his Twitter, I have enough confidence in the vaccine based on my research to get it done. Those of you who think the vaccine kills, people can use me as a test. If I die, you were right. If I don't die, I have no ill will effects. You were wrong. You should admit it, at least to yourselves. Better yet, you should admit that you were misled. And tell the world who misled you so other people can benefit by avoiding those fear mongers. Okay, and I'll say, good on you, Doug. Now that he's dead, and I'm not speaking ill of, of the dead, but you can use... I, I'm sorry, there's a piece of fuzz on my microphone, so you have to... There. <laughs> you can use his words in opposite. Okay, he says, if I live, right... Those of you that talk shit about the vaccine, if I live, then you're wrong. So you need to reverse your thinking. And you need to admit it and and 
you know, tell the pe- the world who misled you and so on and so forth. Okay, so now that you're dead from the shot, can we now tell the world who misled you? Who misled all these people getting the shots that have gotten the shot and that were too blind and ignorant to the fact that this was all a money grab by doctors, pharmacies, pharmaceutical companies. And and it, and it pains me because, I mean, I've said this time and time before, I have plenty of fam- family members that got the shot. Okay. I don't, not, I don't love, don't not love them. I, I do. I do not, not love, uh, whatever. I, <laughs> I have no ill will for the fact that they got the shot. Okay. I've told this story before. My sister, I think, was scared into getting the shot. She has some health problems. My daughter has lupus. Once again, I believe she was scared into getting the shot. My mom's old. Once again, scared into getting the shot. My son works out of the country. Was basically told if he didn't get the shot, he wouldn't have a job. He's His wife is a stay-at-home mom. So he did what he had to do. I didn't agree with it, but what are you going to do? Fortunately, I didn't do it. My wife didn't do it. And both of our jobs told us. Didn't tell us that we had to do it, but it was highly suggested. And we didn't do it. Now, am I saying I'm any better than those people? No. But I've said this time and time again, and even on the show I just did the other day about Big Pharma, it's uh, it's a situation with, who am I? For those of you that don't know me other than this podcast, I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I'm not a doctor. Never claimed to be. But I've given you plenty of examples of how Big Pharmacy doesn't give a shit about you. Yeah, they want to keep you alive because you're a return uh, customer. And I told you, I played the story about RFKJ where he said, they don't want to kill you. They just want to make you sick. And, and I've, I've come to grips with the point that that's true. They don't want you dead, but they want you sick. Why? Why would they want us sick? Because, and, and I even would venture to guess that the food companies are involved in this too. You know, my uh, son-in-law, we were all talking about this the other day when we were at Cinco de Mayo or Drinco de Mayo Friday night, you know. And we were talking about, you look at pictures from way back in the day, 100 years ago. Of people on the beach and people just, just everyday life. You didn't see obese people, out of shape people. I'm not saying they didn't exist, but they didn't exist like they do now. Now, I'm not sitting here preaching from the pulpit like I'm some Adonis of any kind. I mean, obviously, when I say a lot of the things I say, I'm kind of talking to myself. I'm just using a microphone to do it. Um... But we're all guilty of it by eating processed food. And I, and I always think, well, I don't eat a lot of fast food. Well, it's it's not just going to McDonald's or Taco Bell or wherever. It's going out to eat, period. We, we say fast food, right? We say McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell, those types of places, right? And, uh, and I honestly, I do not eat at those places very frequently. I mean, maybe... Every other day. No. Maybe once a week. Maybe once a week. But I do go out to dinner with my wife once a week. 
not to McDonald's or whatever, but we go to wherever. Wherever we go, it's not a fast food joint. We go to a sit-down restaurant, whatever, whatever. That's not to say that food's any better <laughs> necessarily or any worse than McDonald's. I mean, I'm depending on what you get, I'm sure it's probably a little bit better, but we all have a tendency to eat processed food, whether it's soda, potato chips, candy bars. You don't think about it, but hell, even even eating uh, like protein bars. I mean, I eat protein bars. I eat two or three a day while I'm at work. That's like my lunch and snacks. And those are processed foods. They're not all natural. I mean, they, they're not that bad for you. It's not like eating a Snickers bar, I would imagine. But nonetheless, <laughs> processed cheese. I mean, we don't think of all the processed crap that we put in our bodies. Now, I'll also say this. Why do we do that? Well, number one, it's easier, right? It's easier than coming home and cooking a meal. Most of the times, it's cheaper. Um, it's cheaper to eat bad than it is to eat good. And um, I honestly think that that's the point. That's the purpose. The point is to keep you sick. If you're overweight, whether you're 10, 20, 50, 100 pounds overweight, you fall into the risk of being a couple of different situations, right? You could have high blood pressure. You could have cholesterol. You could have heart disease. You could have insulin, um, diabetes, right? You could have numerous different situations or God forbid, all situations, which inquire you to go to where? The doctor. Oh, my heart's not feeling good. Oh, I think my cholesterol is high. Oh, I'm having a hard time breathing. Oh, I'm having this. I'm having that. Okay, well, we're going to put you on this drug to, to combat whatever ails you. Oh, but nine times out of ten, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the commercial since I did the big pharma uh, podcast. <laughs> but I told you, you watch TV. I don't care what you watch. News, television show, whatever it is. Cartoons, I don't care. You see at least one commercial each break. One commercial that has some kind of selling of a drug of some sort, not COVID vaccines or just whatever. I, what I've been seeing a ton of lately is for, um, was that psoriasis? You know, the, the skin disease. I think it's psoriasis. Is that right? Um, just different types. There's like three or four different brands. And it's like, you know, it may work, but it, it might not work. And it could be 50%, 75%, or 100%. And, uh, but by the way, don't take blood thinners or aspirin or, or drink alcohol. And if you get a blood clot, you could die. So make sure if you have these symptoms, see a doctor. So essentially what I gather from these medicines that help you with your eczema and whatever, um, that they are... Essentially, so I'm, you know, like I said, not a doctor, but essentially what it seems to me is when you have like eczema or, or psoriasis or whatever on your skin, it's a raising of the blood vessels on your skin, wherever, wherever the, wherever it is, you don't have it all over your body. So whatever, wherever the target area is causes you to itch and 
and have the uh, rash and whatever. So I would assume that these drugs, whatever brand, whatever, whatever there's like, like I said, there's like three or four, are causing you to get blood clots, essentially, like clot your blood so it doesn't flow as freely. It targets the area that's infected, like it might be on your elbow, it might be on your neck, it might be on your knee, it might be wherever. It might be on your elbow and your friend's knee, whatever. So <laughs> it's clotting your blood. The reason they don't want you to take blood thinners or aspirin or drink alcohol is because obviously that stuff thins your blood. So it won't, the medicine won't work. <laughs> so it's, it's very, it's very interesting watching, just watching TV and whatever drug they're selling. You see these different drugs for uh, diabetes, A1C, lower your A1C, blah, blah, blah. And it goes through the whole gamut. And may, you know, some people tested, uh, lost 12 to 25 pounds. Da, da, da. And these are the drugs now that people are getting to lose weight. has nothing to do with diabetes or A1C or anything else. It's to lose weight. <laughs> it's just amazing that when you really pay attention that this is what's going on. And then when you talk about COVID and the vaccine. So this was a gentleman. He is from the Cleveland uh, Clinic. So it's right at number two hospital in the world. And so when it comes out of the Cleveland Clinic, that people take it very seriously. So I'm going to play this clip. This is from uh, Steve Kirsch. He's the founder of Vaccine Safety Research with the Cleveland Clinic. Comes out of the Cleveland Clinic, people take it very seriously. And this study was devastating for the vaccine. And it wasn't intended to. What they're what they were trying to do was they were trying to show that the boosters have efficacy. And so they believe that there's a 30% vaccine efficacy for the booster shot. But as part of the paper, they showed figure two. And figure two says, hey, if everybody, if we start looking at a group of 51,000 employees of the Cleveland Clinic spread throughout the country, and we look at the number of vaccine doses that they have, that the risk of them being infected actually increases for every single dose of the vaccine that they get. You get one dose. If you're unvaccinated, you're less likely to get COVID. If you have one dose, you're more likely to get COVID. You have two doses, you're way more likely to get COVID. Three doses, way. and they showed this consistently over a 90-day observation period for the 51,000 people. And they're all divided into different groups. It's all working age healthcare workers, not people who are sick in the hospital. These are employees of the Cleveland Clinic. And they basically measured, well, you know, how, how does their vaccination status impact their risk of getting COVID? And they found the opposite of what we were being told. So did you catch the part here where he says, let me back it up just a little bit, when he says this right here. One dose, if you're unvaccinated, you're less likely to get COVID. <laughs> if you're unvaccinated, now this is from the Cleveland Clinic, okay? The number two hospital in the world 
not in the neighborhood, not in your state, in the world, says that if you are unvaccinated, you are less likely to get COVID. If you get one shot, you're a little more likely. Two shots, three shots, so on and so forth. Which the graph that he shows is the more shots you get, the more likely you are to get COVID. Now, Chris and I talked about this way back when. I don't recall the show, but it was, I want to say it was damn near two years ago. Okay. On the show, we talked about a study that we had found that for every shot that you got, whether it was one, two, five, ten, a hundred, whatever, you lost 20, I think it was 20 to 25 percent of your immune system. So if you're a perfectly healthy, like he was saying, if you're a perfectly healthy, these are healthcare workers that work in the hospital, not the sick people in the hospital, healthcare workers. So if you're a perfectly healthy person, okay, well, however old you are, whatever, you're perfectly healthy, you're, you're of average weight, you, uh, you, know, you work out somewhat, you're not like a fitness buff, crazy, but you're, you're not obese, you, uh, your heart's healthy, you don't smoke, you don't, uh, you, know, you don't have heart issues, you don't have asthma, you don't have any issues, you're a perfectly healthy individual. For every shot that you took of this vaccine, you lost 20 to 25% of your immunity. So if you're a perfectly healthy individual, no issues, no cancer, nothing, nothing's wrong with you, okay? You get the shot. Well, now you go from 100 to 75, 80. Get shot two, you drop down to, you know, 50, 60, somewhere around there. Get another shot, you know, and that's when you saw the cases rise. So when you see states like Florida during COVID, when they opened the state and they did in whatever, and our vac vaccination rate was real low. And there's a crap ton of old people live here. So I would say that the reason our vaccination rate was as high as it was, was because of those people. But the numbers didn't, weren't any worse in some cases, they were better than some states. Was it because these other states were vaccinating the hell? Look at look at um, Israel, for example. I think they were damn near 100% vaccine, vaccine rate, vaccination rate, whatever. And look at the deaths they still had and the cases they still had. I mean, they were literally showing you the numbers saying that we're vaccinating, but it's still happening. Should have should have cued something. That um, you know, that was uh, going to uh, not work, and you know, whatever. So, I I know it's you know it's we're we're you know what two years past trying to get the point across I just pray for the people that did take the shot whether you took one two five whatever that you stop taking shots it's not worth it period all right 
So, as you guys are probably well aware, there was a shooting in Texas on Saturday. Now, this was at a mall in Allen, Texas, okay? Uh, Eight people killed, seven others were injured when a gunman opened fire at an outdoor mall in North Texas, or north of Dallas, I should say, on Saturday afternoon. The alleged gunman died after a confrontation with police in Allen Premium Outlets. Interesting, if you guys happen to look on Twitter at all, (laughs) I don't know who shot him, but whoever shot him, shot him right in the friggin' eye. It was pretty gruesome, but kudos to that police officer that did that. Uh, Memorial outside the Allen Allen Premium Outlets continues to grow. Dallas native Roberto Marquez has made it his life's work to create memorials at the scene of tragedies. He told ABC News at Memorial, blah, 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 volunteers, Lutheran Church, okay, dogs, great, vigil, okay. After gunman opened fire at Premium Mall, Joshua Barnwell, an eyewitness with Materi Rudin. So I guess essentially, <laughs> I'm kind of skimming through this. I don't I don't need to know all the details of who, why, how they were. I want to know what everyone is saying as far as uh, just the uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, what what the national media is saying. What about this guy? So the guy is... I had it right here. Let's go here. Um, I think they they mentioned... Did they mention the guy yet? The shooter began shooting. I, I guess they haven't actually named... Okay, here it is. Marcer, uh, Mauricio Garcia, 33-year-old, who was reported to have worked as a security guard and was living in a motel... Didn't live in Allen. Supposedly traveled there for this reason. Uh, Garcia reportedly received firearms training. Garcia has no serious criminal history. No motive for the shooting has been announced. Garcia's clothing bore an insignia of RWDS, which authorities believe stands for Right Wing Death Squad. And Garcia had, according to investigators, interacted with neo-Nazi and white supremacists. (laughs) So let me get this straight. Mauricio Garcia. Mauricio Garcia. Yes, yes, right? Uh, interacted with a neo-Nazi and white supremacist social media. Garcia has pre- had previously served in the army but was removed due to mental health concerns. Okay, so I guess you'd ask the question, how did he get the gun? probably lied on this form, yada, yada, yada. But this is how we operate in this country. A Hispanic male by the name of Mauricio Garcia um, belonged or interacted with a neo-Nazi and white supremacist social media groups. Right, okay. (laughs) I'm just trying to get this straight. Okay. That's the narrative we're going with. Okay, so a couple of things I wanted to touch on, and then I have another story that also happened in Texas yesterday. So this was on the 6th, this shooting. Okay. And the reason I'm bringing that up is this. Also on the 6th, and and it's going to be weird, because what I'm going to try and make a point of is we try to focus on specific shootings. 
okay? When literally shootings happen, if they don't happen every day, it's close to every day. And if it's not even every day, there's two or three, uh, not every day, but, you know, for example, May 1st, shooting. May 2nd, two shootings. May 3rd, two shootings. None on May 4th. May 5th, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six shootings. May 6th, three. May 7th, five. Point being is, these shootings are happening every, happening every day. Okay, Don, well, that's why we need to ban guns. That's why we need to do these things. Okay. Why is it that we only hear about certain ones? Okay, so you had this situation in Allen, Texas, Hispanic male. Belonging to neo-Nazi and white supremacist groups, evidently, because he fits the profile, right? <laughs> the situation on, what was it, the second, I think? Also in, or he was, where was it? Where is it at? Where is it at? I just looked at it. It was on the 28th. He was caught on the 2nd. This was in Cleveland, Texas, right? Gentleman, maybe I shouldn't call him a gentleman, but uh, suspect was 38-year-old Francisco Orpaza, right? Mexican consulate card, AR-15, Anyway, they found him. I, I believe he's in custody. Um, once again, Hispanic male. Now, I'm not saying that every one of these is Hispanic male. And even, like we've told you before, mass shootings are three or more people shot, not necessarily killed. Like, if I go through this list, 11 were injured after prom party, blah, blah, blah. One person killed, four were injured, North Beach neighborhood that was in San Fran. Uh, Philadelphia, three people were killed, four, uh, fourth wounded at a home. Columbia, nine people were injured, gunfire at a park. Washington State, four people and a girl, uh, and three men were wounded. Uh, two, t uh, and this was in Mississippi, two teenagers were killed, and a fourth, and four others were injured at a house party. California, four people were killed at a remote home. So, I'm not trying to downplay what happened in Allen. And I'm not trying to... I'm trying to point out the fact that, yes, these things are happening quite frequently. But, I think the focus is, a lot of the... Recently, a lot of the ones that have been happening have been with Hispanic males. Whether they're from Mexico... They're Mexican nationalist. You have Title 42 about to end. Is this something to do with that? Were these gang situations? Um, but like I said, so this was May 6th. On May 6th, there was two other shootings. Um, don't know all the specifics. Um, you know, because it, it doesn't go into detail on every one of these shootings. It just tells you two people killed, one person killed, no people killed. You see what I'm saying? And I think it has, I think basically what it boils down to is this. Number one is the gun. Okay. What gun was used? Was it a handgun? Was it a shotgun? Was it a rifle? Was it, you know, whatever. 
was it AR, you know, AR-15, AK-47? Okay, it was. It was AR. Okay, we're going to go with that story. We're going to say white supremacy, neo He's Hispanic? That's fine. We can still go with that. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I am not a neo-Nazi, nor am I a white supremacist. But what I know of these groups is that if you're not white, <laughs> let me rephrase that. If you're not a Christian white person, you don't belong. I don't care if you're black, Hispanic, Asian. If you're a Jewish person, but you're white, you don't belong in these groups. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that you're not allowed. You shouldn't be in these groups. I'm just telling you the way it works. White, Christian, usually male. If you don't fit those three, not one of those three, any of those three, if you don't fit all three, you don't, you're not in the group. I'm sorry. So you can't sit here and tell me that this guy in Allen, Texas was part of any neo-Nazi anything or white, suprem white supremacist anything. You can't give me that. Keep that shit for yourself. And then, of course, all we're going to hear is about banning guns. You probably saw the situation happen in New York the other day with the Marine uh, choking out the guy in the subway. Of course, the Marine's white. The dude was black. Racial, right? It's just more constant division. And we're going to call for gun banning and, and confiscation and the deadly AR. That's, and that's why I say that's the only time you hear about these stories. A lot of the shootings, okay, no matter where you live in the country, you've heard of these shootings. If you live in San Diego or Vicksburg, Vicksburg, Mississippi, St. Louis, Missouri, if you live in these cities, you've probably heard about the shooting. Okay? I mean, hell, there was one in Lake Wales. That's close to where I live. Man killed a woman and three children at an apartment. He was killed also because in Polk County, you don't, you know, it shoots the gun without getting shot. Sorry. That's just how we roll around here. But, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you had a situation, I think, was that in North Carolina? I think, I don't know the date, but, uh, I, 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 I don't know. But there was a situation where the girl, little girl, little like four or five year old girl basket her ball soccer ball whatever goes into the neighbor's yard he starts to shoot her the father jumps in front and I, I don't know if he died or i know he got shot but i don't know if he died or not i think he did die i want to say but nonetheless because a little girl's ball bounced into your yard you know <laughs> it's getting out of control and it's not because of the guns it's because of the people that are involved and that's where our problem lies and the reason i say that is this yesterday in texas car attack in texas killed seven people this is in brownsville now this was off of twitter as it happened suv intentionally ran people waiting at a bus stop outside of migrants homeless shelter at least 14 people were hit. Seven are confirmed to have died. The driver has been 
taken into custody. Custody motive of the attack isn't currently unknown. This attack comes da da da. Um. Then the the uh, the trolls, the people, come out and said white supremacist. Because where he hit, where this where where this had happened was at a um. So I'll read the article. So police ID suspect after a car plowed in the crowd in Texas migrant second center. So I don't want to say the person's name yet. We'll get to that in a second. So this person was driving a Range Rover, struck 18 people, killing eight outside Brownsville's Oz, Ozan, Ozanam Center, a shelter for migrants and homeless people in the community. Brownsville Chief, uh, Police Chief uh, Felix Seguda. Cicada, 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 <laughs> told reporters Monday. Uh, Alvarez, whom, oh, I, I, damn, I told you his name. Anyway, so people were saying, oh, another white supremacist. He was yelling racial slurs. This is what witnesses had said. As he was plowing into the people, he was ra- yelling racist slurs. Oh, so, George Alvarez, okay, 34, was behind the wheel of the Range Rover. George Alvarez was tried to flee from the crash, but several people held him down and prevented his escape. Uh, so I don't know that George Alvarez, and I'm assuming it's not George, it's probably Jorge Alvarez, is uh, a white supremacist, and he probably wasn't yelling racial slurs. Now, supposedly the people... Involved, you know, that were that were hit were Venezuelan. Alvarez, if he was Mexican, I guess maybe. But what's the chances that he knew that these people were Venezuelan? If they, you know, not for nothing, but they're all, you know, tan. Unless he knew the people. Let's let's assume that of these eighteen people that were hit and eight or seven killed, or eight killed. Um, Seven killed. Um, he, I mean, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. Was there, is there a chance that maybe he knew one of these people or two or three? I don't know. So if we're going to ban AR-15s, we're going to ban SUVs. I mean, we got to be equal. Well, I guess, I guess they are trying to ban SUVs. Oh, well, so much for that idea. And then I see this on Twitter. Uh, the UN posts this on Twitter. <laughs> we want peace. Silence the guns. So it's an intriguing thing. Okay, Don, they're just it's just UN. They just want peace. No, they just want our guns. I've read plenty of stories where you, you know, and, and this is where you dive into conspiracy theories, but is this a situation where we've heard stories that around the country, around our country, there's UN peacekeepers already stationed. There's already vehicles. There's already armored vehicles stationed around the country. Now, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. That's fake. That's well, maybe it is, but what if it's not? What if these UN people are in your neighborhood and you just don't know it? Where where do you live? Like where I live, there's a lot of warehouses. A lot of those warehouses aren't even open. They're for sale. 
Now, who's to say that those warehouses aren't full to full of equipment? I, I, I'm just spitballing. I'm just talking. Just talking here. And what if the day comes that Biden or whoever issues martial law? They know, for the most part, who has the guns. Oh, my guns aren't registered. Did you buy it from an FFL? Uh, FFL? Did you buy it from a gun shop? Did you buy it from Walmart? Did you buy it from the pawn shop? Did you fill out a form to buy the gun? They know you have the gun. I'm sorry to tell you this, but they know. Okay? If you bought whatever gun from whatever gun shop, or Walmart, or pawn shop, or whatever, even if your wife or whatever bought the gun, they know that that gun resides at 1234 Mockingbird Lane. Okay? Don't think that they don't know. And if you play the game, oh, I lost them in a boating accident. Oh, the house fire got them. Cool. That doesn't mean they're not going to come to your house and look for them. So, what are you going to do about that? Um, and if it's martial law, they don't have to have a search warrant. They're just going to come kicking in your door. So, I guess essentially what I'm trying to tell you is, be ready. These shootings, I'm not saying these shootings are staged and they're fake. I'm not saying that. Obviously, I can go through the list of just this year how many shootings have happened. Whether that a mall or a house party or random whatever. Am I excusing them? No. Am I saying they're okay? No, I'm not. I'm saying that they're happening regardless. And I'd be willing to bet at least half of these situations, at least half, and I'm just guessing here, but I would be willing to bet that at least half of these situations were done with illegal guns, which means that if the UN comes kicking in people's doors and taking their taking your legally owned guns away from you, right, there's still going to be gun violence. There's still going to be people, and it'd probably be worse because now they know you're unarmed, Right? I'm telling you right now, stay vigilant. Be prepared for what's about to happen. Because it's coming. And, and, and I fear that the closer we get to election time is when it's going to happen. Now, we can sit here and say that's a year plus away. I get it. In the meantime, what are you doing about it? Are you getting prepared? Are you getting emergency food put together? I'm not going to sit here and do an ad for, you know, you know, whoever uh, food supply store. I'm not. I'm, they're not a sponsor, and I and I don't. I, I'm not saying I don't believe in them, but it's expensive. I live in the real world, and when I tell you to get prepared. Go to the grocery store, maybe buy some extra cans of food, buy some extra cans of tuna fish, uh, raviolis, uh, you know, vegetables, things that are going to last, you know, and things that you eat anyway. Don't don't get crap that you're not going to eat. And I'm not saying you got to go out and buy a thousand dollars worth of canned food. Just buy a little bit extra every time you go. Put it away. Rotate your stock. Now, if you live in California, it'll be easy for you to do that because, well, especially if you're you know, a black resident in California, 
because uh, reparations board just came through with a suggestion of payouts of up to $1.2 million. Now, it's not law yet. It's, uh, these are, this was a uh, reparations board, a task force that went through and said, you know, kind of broke down the numbers and said, this is how it should be broke down and this is who should qualify. And uh, so it'll probably go to their Congress and whatnot, and surely Newsom will sign it. Read the story real quick so you can understand who qualifies for what. So on Saturday, California Reparations Task Force voted on the final set of recommendations to send to the state's legislators, form- formally recommending that the state pays up to $1.2 million to every qualifying black resident. Real quick, if I lived in California, I don't live in California, nor would I bu- go- move to California, but those of you that live in California... If you're not black, can you identify as black? Hmm. Interesting. During the task force public meeting in Oakland, the nine-member panel called on the state to give black residents a formal apology as well as payments. Uh, California entered the union as a free state, and slavery was never legal under state law. So essentially what that means is, if, if you were born in California, okay, you never were a slave. If your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, and possibly your great-great-grandparents were born in California, they were never slaves. Now, there's a chance that your great-great-great-grandparents were and maybe escaped to California once they were freed. And we can give them the reparations, but I'm sure, I'm just going to... Just going to spitball here. They're a very good chance they're probably dead. So what qualifies you? And this is where it gets interesting because this is going to post and it's going to be like $1.2 million for up to $1.2 million for black residents. And no one pays attention to the fine print of the up to. Okay. It could be a dollar up to 1.2 reparations are not only morally justifiable this is from representative Barbara Lee but they have the potential to address long standing racial disparities and equities or you're causing more division because there's surely there's white residents in this state who are equally down on their luck if that's what we're going to play the game and say uh, inequality and disparities so let me ask you this What if I'm Snoop Dogg and I qualify? Do I get the money? I'm not uh, (laughs) inequity. I have no inequities. I mean, he may have had issues when he was a kid. Maybe he did see racism as a gangbanger. Sure, he's fine now. Payments received by black residents would be broken down into types of historical discrimination with black residents affected by bank redlining, for example, uh, receiving $3,300 for each year they lived in California between their early 1930s and the late 1970s. So if you uh, are like 40 or younger, you're screwed. Adding up to $148,000. For those living in California between 1970 and 2020, 
that were affected by the over-policing and mass incarceration of black residents would receive roughly $2,300 for each year they lived in the state, amounting to upwards of 115000 But you see, and this is where I don't, this is where it's bullshit. If you were incarcerated because you broke the law, you broke the law. If you were incarcerated and you had you didn't do anything wrong and you were guilty of being black, okay, fine. I have no problem with that. Or if you're just a outstanding, upright citizen who happens to be black and you've never done anything wrong and you've never been accused of it, why do you get money? In total, black California around the age of 71 that has lived in the state their entire life could receive up to $1.2 million. So essentially, if you... Okay, I was born in 73. Let's assume I'm black and I live in California. I'm not and I don't, but let's just assume. Um, I would get... So the, the other one was 3366 for each year lived... In California, between 30s and the late 1970s. So let's say six years, right, of the 70s, even though redlining, bank redlining wouldn't have affected me because, you know, I was born and I was six. One, two, three, right? 73 to 79. But nonetheless, they're words. So I'm six, six years, I get uh, roughly $19,000. Okay. Then, for the remainder of my life, and from 73 to 2020, you're talking 47 years, I would get another $2,300 for every year, okay? So, you're talking, I don't have a calculator on me, so I'm just going to spitball here, talking roughly another $90,000, roughly. So, I would probably clear a little over a hundred grand between the two situations not 1.2 million but you know i'd take a hundred grand right but regardless of the fact like they said california was never a slave state slavery was never legal there was no such thing as slavery in california why reparations you're, you're, in my opinion, you're, you're play, placating to the black race. Now, granted, your reasonings had nothing to do with slavery. Your reparations have nothing to do with slavery. It's not like if you're a descendant of, you know, a slave and we can prove that, then you get a million dollars. Doesn't say that. It says if you live between these years and you're, you more than likely faced uh, bank redlining, you get this. If you live from seventy to twenty. For every year, you get 2300 for being black because you were probably, you know, judged a certain way because you were black. Okay, whatever. Here's the thing. California's broke. People are leaving California in, in, in droves. How are they going to pay for this? But <laughs> not my problem. All right, guys. I think that's all. We're just about at an hour. Let me see if anything's going on on the Twitter machine here. I don't think there is. Uh, anything breaking? Nothing major? Let's see. It says earthquake. There was an earthquake somewhere. No. Uh, 
Oh, yeah. All right. I think that's all I got, guys. I told you I was kind of all over the road. Not a whole lot going on. Um, I'm going to dive into some Tucker Carlson thing, some stuff on uh, for Wednesday. I got some thoughts on the whole situation and Fox News, for that matter. And uh, it all kind of coincides with woke companies, Budweiser and whoever else, and, and their uh, ESG scores. And uh, what we're focused on when we talk about Tucker being fired or maybe he's not fired or possibly fired or maybe he's going here or maybe he's not. I don't know. But I got some thoughts for you on that. So with that being said, guys, today is May 8th, 2023. And I am your host, Don Q. You guys have a fantastic day. Come back on Wednesday. That would be, what, the 10th? Check us out. Make sure you follow us on social media if you're on there at Don't Tread on America. If not, you can check us out at Don'ttreadonamerica.com. And please, guys, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, please subscribe to the show, follow the show, and then share the show. You guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you again later.